What is going on, Rams fans? Welcome back to Rams Showcase. Tonight, a lot of stuff to go into. We're talking about the Rams' new logo. Also, Michael Brockers, not a Raven. He's a Ram again. Greg Zuerlein departs. We look at some career benchmarks. And Joe Stradamus returns. All of that and more on this edition of Ram Showcase. Welcome to Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio. What is going on, Rams fans? Welcome back to Ram Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. I am your host, Joe Branham, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Bags. Laying down the law for you guys tonight. And we got a lot of stuff to go into. Like I said, we're talking logo. We're talking Rams new logo. You think the logo hurts your feelings? Just wait till I talk about it. All right. And then, uh, of course, we do have uh, Michael Brockers. The very interesting story on Brockers. Originally agreed to a deal with uh, the Ravens. Now he's he's back. He's back in L.A. Aaron Donald's happy about it. Greg Zorline, he's out. Who could replace him? Some career benchmarks. Uh, and a lot of these were, were started because of Greg Zorline. So I went I went in a little deep on looking at those. And then, of course, we got Joe Stradamus for you guys later on. But, uh, you know, I think we, we, we first need to start with this logo. I don't know everybody's mad about it. So many people are mad about this logo. Uh, people are in their feelings about this logo for sure. And, uh, you know, I'm not trying to attack you. I'm not trying to say that you're wrong because the logo is not that dope. What I am saying is y'all need to just shut up about it. <laughs> you guys are being a little too sensitive, okay? That's not how this works. Okay, we do have a new logo. This is, we're just going to go ahead and talk about this, all right? So let's bring in let's bring in this other. Let's look at the logo, huh? Let's, uh, we do have a new logo. Rams released their logo back on Monday. It is now Saturday, so we've had uh, a little bit of time to digest this logo I'll be honest, guys, I 100%, I, 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 I geared up, I went to my friend's house, we watched this thing live, it was awesome, uh, I, I waited, you know, all day for it, and uh, yeah, and then we got it, we got the logo. Okay, so, I understand that uh, most of you don't, don't like the logo, and that's okay, uh, it is not, the, le- it is not the, the most important part of the team. In fact, I would argue that it's one of the least important parts of a team is the logo. Uh, that's I'm not a Rams fan because of the logo. I know a lot of fans did become fans because of the logo uh, or maybe the horns on the helmet. I know that that's a very popular one, too. Uh, but overall, the logo uh, is just something that's going to be on your T-shirt. I don't think that that defines the team necessarily. I think a lot of the other things define the team. Um, if you don't like it, don't buy it. But I guarantee that people are buying it. I can absolutely guarantee that based on how many things are selling out for this already. So for every every one person that you know personally that's not buying this new logo, I know five that are. All right. So uh, if you guys are sitting here thinking that they're not going to make any money, all that, that's just a lie. I know so many people who are buying this stuff. All right. Um, so that's, I mean, that's it. This is my, this is my point that I'm trying to make with this logo because like I said, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with the logo. So you can absolutely, you are 100% allowed to hate the logo. You are 100% allowed to voice that you hate the logo and that you don't like it. You don't want to buy anything. But it's all, that's all good and well. That is absolutely great. What you cannot do is expect the team to change the logo because it hurt your feelings. 
That's not allowed. We get what they give us. That's that's the deal. That is that's how it works. Uh, the logo is the logo. I mean, this is it. This is this is what we got now. This is the logo. Um, I personally, not a lot of people are gonna love this this comment. I absolutely disagree with what Eric Dickerson is doing right now, saying that he's gonna go talk to the team about changing the logo. I 100% disagree with that. That's not how this works. And in my mind, you're an alum. I mean, I know you're spo- you're you're got you have the the players back here or the the fans back. I mean. You gotta have the teams back, man. You gotta have the teams back. Um, I, I think that, that a lot of people are doing that. You're, you know, Eric Dickerson supporting the fans. I, I do like that. Being the voice of the fans, but not on stuff like this. Not on stuff that doesn't matter like this. Uh, that's that's. I disagree with it personally. Um, and, and you can disagree with me disagreeing with it. That's totally fine. That's part of the beauty of uh, the world that we live in. Is we are allowed to disagree. Um, here's a list of things that I'm more worried about than the Rams' new logo. Just some questions that I have that I'm more concerned about uh, than, than the Rams' logo. So I'm just going to plow through these, all right? These are all questions that I wrote down of things that I find more important than the Rams' logo. Who will be starting at inside linebacker? Is Leonard Floyd really good enough replacement? Is he a good enough replacement over Dante Fowler? Who is going to be our kicker? Who is going to be our starting running back? Will Cooks be traded? What else would we need to give up to a team for them to take Cooks? If Cooks does leave, is Reynolds good enough to be a full-time starter? With the return of Andrew Whitworth, what does the starting offensive lineup look like? Is adding an offensive coordinator really going to make that big of a difference? Is changing defensive coordinator going to give us some growing pains on the defensive side of the football? Was there more behind not bringing back Nikel Roby Coleman? How realistic is it that the Rams bring back Mark Barron? Are Ramsey and Hill going to be our starters for years? Or is this a one-time thing? Will the stadium be ready in time for the season to start? Are the Rams at a big disadvantage for leaving the combine early now that pro, pro days and private workouts are now being canceled? And are there really people who want to not be Rams fans anymore because of a logo? Come on. Come on, guys. Get it together. Get it together. I realize that we're all at home and bored right now, but if your biggest problem in the world today is the Rams' new logo, I mean, I'd say you're doing pretty well. Also, I just wanted to throw this out there. Um, I, I'm personally, you know, I, I agree that the fan-edited logo is cooler than the real one that we got, but I know for me... Personally, I am not rocking fan-made gear, a fan-made logo. I'm just not doing it. Uh, I want official or nothing. That's uh, official or nothing. That's that's how it is. All right. I, I rock certified gear, not some fan-made gear. I don't even know who made that logo. I know that the Rams gave us one, and that's what I will buy. Can we please get over the logo now? Can we please just get over the logo now? I mean, it's I'm so over this logo. I think that the biggest thing, one of the biggest things uh, that has happened with me, and maybe you guys can try this as well, uh, defend it. Defend the logo relentlessly because that's what I've been doing. And now I'm starting to like it a little bit. And I don't know if that's because I'm defending it, uh, but I'm pretty sure it is. So basically, guys, uh, this is the logo. It's right here. Oh, still keep pointing the wrong way, but it's, it's right here. And 
basically, uh, you can complain about it all you want to. That's totally fine. Uh, I don't think that's going to change, though. I really don't. I don't think that Kevin Demoff is the kind of person who would change. Uh, we we saw the leak come out. Turns out that that was real. They saw the feedback from the leak, which was overwhelmingly not positive, and they still gave it to us. So I don't think that they're going to change it. I don't care. I don't think that they're going to care that Eric Dickerson is out here saying that uh, that we want different things. And also, um, you know, just a quick side note. And this is not supposed to be an attack uh, on anybody at all. But if you see a phallic, if the first thing you see in the Rams new logo is a phallic shape, I think that says a lot more about you than it does the logo. That's not something that I saw when I saw the logo. I'll be completely honest with you guys. That's not that didn't jump out to me. As far as the logo, I, you know what I saw before I saw I, I noticed that because I, of the the Internet comments. What I actually noticed personally was it looks like it's it's got a teardrop. <laughs> that's, that's what I noticed. It looks like it's kind of like it's got tear coming down from the eye. That's that's like the only thing that I was like, oh, that's kind of sissy, but whatever. All right, let's move on. Let's you know who's going to be our linebackers now. That was really like genuinely how my, that whole day went. Except for the fact that I tried to buy the Ram Head logo hat and it was sold out within like 30 minutes. So I had to get the LA logo hat, but it's fine with me. I, you know, I, I'm going to rock some Rams gear. That's that's uh, the way it is. So we're going to go ahead and move on. I'm so sick of talking about this logo. I'm defending it like crazy. I don't care who disagrees with that. I don't care if you hate it. I really don't care if you hate it because it's our logo anyway. Uh, and if if you guys really have that big of a problem with the Rams new logo, uh, there is a team in Los Angeles another team in Los Angeles and a uh, word on the street is they could really use some fans. So maybe it's worth checking out. We're moving on though. We're moving on from the logo. I promise. I really do promise. We're going to get it off the screen. So uh, next up, we're going to talk about Michael Brockers. Uh, Michael Brockers did have an agreement with the Baltimore Ravens. He has now failed a physical uh, due to his high ankle sprain that he suffered late last season and that deal basically dissolved. It fell through. So uh, Brockers is now back to uh, the L.A. Rams on a three-year, $24 million deal. It can be worth up to a little over $31 million, uh, pending on if um, pending on uh, playing time. Sorry, I was trying to uh, adjust some settings here as, uh, as I was talking. I kind of got distracted myself. So uh, it can be worth a little over $31 million. Depends on playing time. There's uh, some incentives in there. Uh, and of course, that's a very good incentive to to add to a contract that obviously uh, has it, it even exists because there was injury concerns with another team. So uh, obviously, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, it is a little bit unfortunate that I think that the Rams signed his replacement and in Ashawn Robinson, and also could have used that literal money the 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 money that's actually going to Brockers. Uh, could have gone to either Dante Fowler or Corey Littleton. And I think that the deals that both of those guys got, Fowler in Atlanta and Littleton in, in uh, Vegas, uh, I, I think that the Rams could have afforded those deals. And that's that's the hard part about watching watching that happen. But Michael Brockers is back to being a Ram. Aaron Donald, very happy about it. These guys are total bros. Uh, so, of course, Aaron Donald's happy about it. But uh, Brockers is back. Uh, it's... I think Brockers was better when the Rams were in a 4-3. I think he's a better 4-3 defensive lineman than he is a 3-4. But also, he still does eat up some blocks. Uh, he's he's still a pretty good player, uh, but he was better. Uh, he used to be better, in my opinion. So hopefully that kind of turns around, and hopefully we get you know some better production out of him. But 
but but overall brockers is back aaron donald's happy about it and i'm sure uh, staley's not too disappointed either because brockers is absolutely uh uh you know upper half defensive tackle for sure uh also marky christian uh former safety of the la rams uh last year wore that number 26 maybe miss mark barrett a lot but uh, Marky Christian had a deal with the Jets, and that one actually fell through as well. There was apparently that one wasn't a failed physical, though. That one actually, uh, there was some language in there that the 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 two sides could not end up agreeing on. I'm very curious to see how that uh, what actually happened, what the language was that was missed, or or you know where where that kind of fell through. But Marky Christian back to being a free agent, no longer going to sign with the New York Jets. This is something that we're going to probably see as the offseason moves on though. Is is players not being able to get medical done? Obviously, it's very difficult to do medical right now. There are some, you know, like outstanding situations where teams hire somebody in a different state to kind of to to work with somebody, but uh, the Brockers thing, those were not Ravens doctors. He didn't go to Baltimore and get a physical and then fail it. Basically, what happened was uh, he got checked out and they said, yeah, he does have this injury. I mean, it's a high ankle sprain. Those are not great injuries, but it is also March. So by, you know, August, September, he's going to be fine. Uh, but they did have concerns over it. So uh, that's what happened there. Uh, uh, very similar to the Roger Saffold situation, actually. Uh, Roger Saffold, if you guys don't remember, uh, when the Rams were in St. Louis, actually, he he couldn't agree with the Rams. He went and signed with the then Oakland Raiders uh, and then failed physical due to his shoulder. So the Rams went ahead and brought him back. Uh, he was it was a very incentive based contract. The, the wording of it was very much playing time incentive based. And he became one of the better Rams offensive linemen for the next few years. So very similar situation to that. Of course, uh, you know, Roger Saffold failing his physical in Oakland didn't mean he couldn't play anymore okay that's like I think a lot of people are kind of concerned over the the wording that Michael Brockers failed his Ravens physical and then we signed him right away which you know Doug Gottlieb said it on FSR yesterday he, he had mentioned he's like that seems like just such a Rams thing to do somebody fails a physical so you sign him to a you know 10 million plus deal a year that's that's a very Rams thing to do but I almost disagree with what Gottlieb said because uh, the Ravens don't know him. The Ravens don't know his history. We, on the other hand, do. He's been a Ram his entire career. We know what his ankle is looking like. We know what his rehab is is like right now. So I think overall we know him a little bit better. So the fact that the Ravens were like, well, I don't know. We were like, all right, you can come back with us, man. Like, we we, we got you. You're good. You're good. You're good to go. But yeah, Brockers back. Uh, Marky Christian, still a free agent. Uh, this is something we're going to see a lot. I mentioned this. Uh, I did a little quick Facebook Live on uh, the sheriff joe bags facebook page before i started here and i had mentioned uh the todd Gurley situation too because todd Gurley is yet to take a physical for the atlanta falcons uh and if he fails that physical the rams are kind of screwed a little bit more because they owe they would now owe him 10.5 million dollars based on an injury guarantee uh, from a year ago his his old contract uh, but if he passes that physical he signs a six million dollar deal with the atlanta falcons so he actually makes more money to fail his physical and just retire than if he plays another year and plays for the Falcons. So that's kind of an interesting uh, little story going on. But overall, I think that he will pass his physical and I think he will play for the Atlanta Falcons. But it is something to keep an eye on. This is something that we're probably going to see quite a bit, you know, and we'll we'll, we'll kind of we'll see what happens, I guess, with certain players. Uh, but uh, Todd Gurley is one of those. Uh, you know, there's been some talking heads mentioned that if, if Todd Gurley fails his physical with the Atlanta Falcons, he may very well just call it a career and just just leave. You know, he might just be done. Uh, and, you know, I wouldn't even necessarily be that surprised. Uh, I think his 
I don't want to. I don't want to sit here and bash him. Obviously, uh, uh, his attitude has changed. It, his attitude doesn't. He doesn't seem like he's really into it anymore, uh, which is unfortunate because I think he's a very good running back when he when he wants to be, uh, or when his knee allows him to. Uh, depending on however your emotions are, whether you think he's just got attitude problems or it's his knee, I don't know. I I don't know. So uh, whatever it is, his production did drop. Uh, his carries did drop. He says he doesn't know why his carries dropped. I think it's because his production dropped. His average was right in line. His yards per carry average directly in line with Malcolm Brown and Daryl Henderson, his two backups. So I think that had a lot to do with it. Uh, Greg Zerline, Rams kicker, is no longer the Rams kicker. Greg Zerline signs a three-year, $7.5 million deal with the Dallas Cowboys. Greg Zerline ends his Rams career with the second most points scored in team history with 867. Second only behind the great Jeff Wilkins, who scored... 1,223 points as a Ram. I'll be honest with you guys, the top five scorers in Rams history are kickers. Except there's one little sidebar in there because one of them is Bob Waterfield, who was obviously not just a kicker. If you guys don't know your Rams history, first of all, you're listening to the wrong show and uh, Bob Waterfield. If you guys don't know the name Bob Waterfield, first of all, you got plenty of time to do some research, so I want to do some Googling, all right? And second of all, there's more basic shows out there. Oh, I want people who know Bob Waterfield, but also I'm not going to discriminate. If you guys don't and don't care, that's fine. Um, let's see here. Obviously, Bob Waterfield, not only just a kicker, a highest scoring active Ram on the roster. OK, this, this is kind of what this spun my entire life. OK, this spun my whole world today. I was looking up, you know, where Greg Zerline was at with his point score, all that stuff. And basically it became okay well where's everybody else at who, who else is on the team that is that is doing well and i was a little bit surprised by some of the information that i found out so uh the highest scoring active ram so of players that are on the rams roster right now under contract for the la rams the person who has scored the most points as a ram wide receiver cooper cup who he scored 126 points in his career in his three seasons as a Ram and is current currently 48th all time in team history. Right behind him, as far as active players, goes to Robert Woods. He scored 90 points as a Ram and is 69th uh, all time in team history. So uh, we'll we'll kind of circle back around to some some other benchmarks. Uh, but I did think that that was very interesting. That the highest scoring Ram now on the active roster is Cooper Cup who's going to be entering his fourth season as a as an L.A. Ram. By the way, his market value, holy cannolis, his market value right now on Track is like $19 million a year. The Rams got to sign this guy like next year, so uh, that's going to be an interesting one. Um, but the loss of Greg Zorline is is pretty big. Uh, I will, we'll talk about it here for, for a minute. Um, but Greg Zorline, uh, he did have some injury issues, his his uh his consistency definitely dropped uh, this last year. Uh, it's very possible that if he could have hit some more field goals, that the Rams would have been in the playoffs. You know, you take away obviously the entire season unfolds different if you change a, the outcome of a Week Four game. You don't just change the outcome of that game and then everything else goes exactly according to the the way it did. Um, the butterfly effect kind of thing. If if Greg Zerline hits that field goal in Week Four against the Seattle Seahawks, uh, the season goes different. That's just the way it is. But let's say it doesn't go different and just that game gets changed, just the outcome of that one game. The Rams make playoffs. And, you know, that's unfortunate. Uh, Greg Zerline. But, I mean, we can look at that stuff. And we can. We can. We, obviously, that's the most recent. 
You know, that was just this season that we can look at and say, Griggs Zerline cost us games. He cost us a chance to go to the playoffs. We can absolutely say that. But I'll argue, let's uh, let's go historical on it. He's not a Ram anymore, so we can go as, as far back as we want to with him. Uh, we can go back to, oh, I can't remember the year, actually. That's kind of disappointing. Uh, the year that the Rams didn't lose to the 49ers. The year that the Ravens and 49ers played in the Super Bowl. I remember that much. I just don't remember the exact year. Uh, there's people watching this right now like, really, dude? You, come on, man. But that year, the Rams didn't lose to the 49ers. Went 1-0-1 against the 49ers that year. Because uh, I remember it was obviously it sucked. We tied them. Uh, the, the only good part about tying them at that specific time was the fact that we got to play them a couple weeks later. We had two games and then got to play them again. And in that game, uh, Zerline hit a 50-plus yarder to send it to overtime, and with 26 seconds left on the clock, hit a 50-plus yarder to win the game. I believe the first one to send it to overtime was a 56, and I believe that the overtime kick was a 54. I could be wrong on that, but, uh, you know, we could talk about that. Let's also talk about the one that, the the kick that Greg Zerline hit, uh, the two kicks, again, a similar situation, that Greg Zerline hit against the New Orleans Saints to send the Rams to the Super Bowl. I mean, that's such an iconic moment in team history and you know I I think a lot of people are going to bash Greg because of of what this last season looked like or or some of the games that that he cost the Rams this last season and that's unfortunate but overall I mean we can't forget about the good that Zorline did for the Rams and and how important he was to the team for so long one of the last remaining St. Louis Rams of course is no longer here but you know, sending the Rams to the Super Bowl. I'm not sure how many other kickers would have hit those two field goals. A to sit to send the the game, the NFC Championship to overtime, and then also hitting that field goal at the end. Because uh, if if he misses that field goal, chances are the Rams lose that game. You know, simple. I mean, I mean, you put the the Saints in a, in such a good position to just go a little bit and kick a field goal themselves. Um, so I, I don't think we should forget about what Greg Zerline did, and I think that we should we should be grateful for the time that we did have with him because. He's absolutely uh, one of the, one of the better, you know, kickers in Rams history. I know we've had a few awesome ones. You know, kickers and running backs seem to always be a thing. But tight ends, why, why can't we have a great tight end? Just one great tight end. You guys can say Higby all you want, but he's had four good games. I want a great tight end, an all-time great. We just don't really have that in Rams history, so that would be really cool. Uh, but kickers, obviously, we got a lot of them. I, I, I'm still a Josh Brown fan myself, but uh, Jeff Wilkins. And then, of course, you can go, you know, way back in the day. Uh, it's our... Langford, that's that was gonna kill me. But um, we can go, you can go back if, even further. You you've got some good kickers in Rams history, but you know it's all good. Let's see. It's unfortunate. I'll be honest with you guys to lose to lose their line, but uh, there there are some some decent free agents out there right now. Uh, we can also look at the at the draft. There's some interesting names coming out of the draft, and, and you know, it's kind of interesting because I'm gonna say some of these names, and you guys are gonna know them. But uh, first, free agency kickers, guys that are available right now that the Rams could absolutely just give a call and sign. Uh, we've got Nick Folk. Uh, Folk, he, you know, has had kind of a weird career. He's kind of been all over the place. Uh, Adam Vinatieri, obviously we all know who he is. He's super old, uh, but he is technically a free agent. Uh, Ryan Suckup, uh, definitely a name that uh, I think a lot of us would know. And then uh, Stephen Goskowski is a free agent now after being cut by the New England Patriots. So that would be an interesting one, and that's actually my prediction. Um, a little sidebar, Joe Stradamus, for you guys, is that I think that the Rams could absolutely 
uh, signed Gostkowski, and uh, we'll see what happens there. But uh, Vinatieri, he's the old one. Uh, two, 2020 NFL draft. I mean, we got the draft coming up at the end of next month. It's about a month away, and there are some interesting names. Uh, the, there's really one, though, that I would even want, that I would even be interested in, and that is, out of Georgia, Rodrigo Blankenship. Hot Rod, as uh, he's known, but I think he's he's like the most obvious choice out of the draft because if you look at some of the other guys, uh, I mean, Ricky Aguayo, 50% kicking last year. 50%. That is not good, okay? That is not good at all. That is, that's good for baseball. That's not good in NFL kicking, okay? So Ricky Aguayo, the reason I started with that one is because I know you guys know that name. Roberto. I'm, I'm pretty sure they're just brothers, but Ricky Aguayo, 50% last year. Not very good. Uh, Jeff Toner, 12 of 16 last year. So not great, but also not awful. Uh, he only had 16 attempts, though. So kind of difficult to judge. And then uh, you also got Tyler Bass, who 71.4% kicking last year. And that's just not... Uh, none of those guys necessarily jump out to me. Uh, Blankenship actually kind of played worse uh, this last season uh, compared to the year before also. So, so that's kind of... a. Uh, there's just those little things. Uh, I, I personally, I think that Zerline was the best kicker that the Rams had access to. Uh, that's that's why I didn't want to see him leave. But you know, it uh, it happens. We're gonna okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna switch around some orders here. Uh, first, I want to talk about the the remaining St. Louis Rams. Uh, this is we're we're almost out of them. Okay, we're almost out of St. Louis Rams, but we do have a couple uh, that will kind of still be around for a little bit. So. Uh, we have Michael Brockers. He makes his return. Michael Brockers, he was, I had him. I took him off the list. I took him off the list of, of St. Louis Rams, and I had Zuerlein still sitting there because I really thought that the Rams were going to bring him back. Those guys swapped spots, and uh, GZ now uh, now plays for the Cowboys. Brockers now returning, and he didn't technically play for anybody else, so that stays. His, his tenure remains, all right? Uh, but we do have five active players who played for the St. Louis Rams, and that would be uh, punter Johnny Hecker, defensive lineman, obviously Michael Brockers, long snapper Jake McQuaid, who's been around quite a while, Aaron Donald, and Rob Havenstein. If I had to guess, if I had to take a guess at any of these five that would be the next to go, I would say Havenstein. Uh, McQuaid, I don't think that there's really any reason to let him go. Um, you know, he's not necessarily an old guy yet, and he's just a long snapper. That's all we use him for. Uh, after that, well, Havenstein, and then I'd probably do uh, McQuaid, but then Brock, and then Heck, and then Donald. I think Donald's going to be here forever. I hope so, at least. I mean, he's he's pretty amazing in, in the stuff that he does. Um, but we'll we'll talk about Donald here more in a second. And uh, the last act, non-active, but could technically still return, uh, there, there would be a sixth name for you guys, is just Bryce Hager, linebacker. But he is technically, right now, a free agent. I haven't heard any news on Bryce Hager, but he is a free agent at this moment. But uh, just five five guys left on this team that uh, that were on the St. Louis team, which was uh, again Johnny Hecker, Michael Brockers, Jake McQuaid, Aaron Donald, and Rob Havenstein. Those are your last remaining active Rams who also played for the St. Louis team. And I'm not saying that to like uh, to, to take a shot at St. Louis or anything like that. Obviously, I I'm, I have no. I'm in Colorado. I don't care at all. But, uh, you know, I don't have any any emotions either way towards St. Louis or Los Angeles, really. I don't. It's, home is where the Rams are. That's that's where it is. So which is always right here, right in my heart. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. Let's go back to this. So uh, 
I did some research, guys. <laughs> I did some research, and I found some uh, some some interesting numbers of of where guys historically with the Rams are sitting right now, and and where they they're gonna go. So I'm talking about statistical benchmarks. Pretty simple, pretty simple stuff. Uh, so quarterback Jared Goff, uh, you know, we all know that Goff is a pretty new guy. He he never played for the St. Louis team. He was obviously the first L.A. draft pick when the Rams returned. Uh, but uh, Jared Goff is sixth all time in Rams history in passing yards. He's only 228 yards behind quarterback Kurt Warner. So he could very well hit that in week one. As far as touchdowns go. Jared Goff is 7th all-time in Rams history, 11th all-time in interceptions thrown. So actually looking really good. Uh, as far as historical quarterbacks go for the L.A. Rams, uh, or just Rams team in general, I guess if you're going to be all picky about me not saying St. Louis, uh, overall, uh, Jared Goff actually playing really well at quarterback for the Rams. Uh, if you compare him to the rest of the Rams quarterbacks, he's playing very well. Uh, let's see, uh, running back... Malcolm Brown lost the microphone there. Running back Malcolm Brown is 43rd all-time in Rams history with 769 rushing yards. And that is the top. That is the, that is the, he's the current leader as far as uh, active players go in Rams history with 769 rushing yards. Uh, we did talk about these guys, but wide receiver Robert Woods is 14th in yards and Cooper Cup is 17th in yards right now all time that's all time in rams history in just what they've done with the rams robert woods uh, he's put up in three seasons with the rams he's put up more touchdowns receptions and receiving yards than he did in four seasons with the buffalo bills so that's pretty cool stuff uh, and cooper cup obviously he's going to be entering his fourth season so woods and cup obviously entered their time as rams together Woods getting a little bit more yards there. Cup, uh, he's doing he's doing some damage himself though. I think we all know that. But also keep in mind, Cup missed a lot of time with an injury, so that's uh, something to keep an eye on too. Uh, our current interception leader is safety John Johnson, who missed a lot of time as well. He's got seven interceptions though. Uh, sack leader, you guys ready for this one? Aaron Donald, of course. He is third all time in Rams history in sacks. He's um, He's only half a sack behind Kevin Green and only 15 and a half behind Leonard Little for the all-time lead. Leonard Little had 87 and a half sacks in 147 games. Donald has 72 in 94 games. Donald averages 0.76 sacks per game. So uh, three-fourths of a sack per game Aaron Donald averages. So to tie Leonard Little in 147 games, Aaron Donald will only need to average 0.29 sacks per game. And if he maintains his 7.6 average in 147 games, which is the, the number of games that Leonard Little played, then Aaron Donald would have 112 and a half sacks, which would be good for 23rd all time in NFL history. So there you go. And uh, of the top five, by the way, of the top five sack, uh, top six sacks leader, sack leaders in Rams history, Aaron Donald is third, less games than all, all six, all top six. So uh, actually, let me look. I posted a bunch of numbers on uh, on my personal Facebook today. So uh, obviously, Leonard Little played 147 games. Kevin Green only half a sack more than Aaron Donald played in 119 games. Donald obviously just the 94. Kevin Carter behind Donald by nine and a half sacks played in 96 games for the Rams. Uh, the same number of sacks for Robert Quinn, 62 and a half, so nine and a half below Aaron Donald. He did that in 95 games. And Chris Long 
with 54 and a half in 114 games. So pretty interesting stuff there. I thought that was fun at least. Because anytime I can brag about Aaron Donald a little bit, I'm into it. I'm totally into bragging about Aaron Donald. I love it. It's my favorite thing ever. Uh, let's see here. Let's talk about Brandon Cooks. You guys ready to talk about Brandon Cooks a little bit? I think it's time. Because Brandon Cooks was in the news yesterday on a Friday night, which was the 27th of March. Uh, Brandon Cooks getting some attention for some tweets. And he basically he tweeted, free me. And the media decided that they uh, they knew exactly what this meant. They knew that Brandon Cooks tweeting free me in March during a quarantine meant that he wants out. He wants out of the Rams. He doesn't want to be here anymore. He hates L.A. He hates everything. Sean McVay is no longer his friend. Um, he's He's ready to go. But none of that was real because there was a secret word there, quarantine, that uh, he's been participating in. And just some context clues, guys. Just some context clues. Look at the other tweets around it, guys. Are you kidding me? Like NBC Sports and like ESPN, not going to look at the previous tweet before this one saying that that he he's stuck in his house, quarantine one, Brandon zero, free me. And they're going to say, oh, he wants out. Of, he wants out. He, he hates the Rams now. He, he wants to be traded. Are you kidding me? Context clues, guys. Look around. Look around the tweet. Look at what he's talking about. You got to be kidding me with this one. This is that's absolutely ridiculous to me. <laughs> I'm laughing so hard at these media outlets that really thought, I mean, maybe they didn't. I'll, I'll give them a little bit of credit here. Maybe they didn't. I'm a media person and I know how we are. I'm being taught how we are. I'm in school for being taught this stuff. I know how it, how it goes. All right. Sometimes you just need a story and sometimes you got to try to spin it a little bit. I get it. I totally get it. I've done it to you guys. <laughs> but it's just annoying to me. That's all. Because it was so obvious. Uh, Cooper Cup came and defended him, too. Uh, he tweeted about it. And he was like, guys, he was talking about leaving his house. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, Cooks is being talked about for twa- trade. Twade. We're going to trade him. Um, we're, he's being talked about for a trade right now. And, I mean, we don't know how serious those conversations are. But it is a conversation that's happening. That's all I'm saying. So it, I did have some grounds is what I'm trying to say. But the media really took that one. I, they could have just looked at his any any other his of his tweets that he had, had tweeted uh, in that time span. And they would have clearly seen that that's not what he was talking about. So that's a little bit frustrating. But I guess whatever. I mean... I'm I'm one of them too, guys. I'm one of them too. So I can't. I guess I can't necessarily complain. Uh, let's do some Joe Stradamus. I think it's time to bring that back. I think that's a little bit loud. We'll bring it in, but I think it's time for some Joe Stradamus. We didn't do this last week. We didn't get a chance to. So, uh, well, it's, it's not that we didn't get a chance to. It's that I had nothing to predict. There was just nothing going on. Okay, and quarantine was fresh. I was still feeling pretty good. Now, getting a little bored. Getting a little bored, little antsy. Getting a little bored, little antsy. And I don't want you to feel... I don't want you to think that I'm complaining about being at home because I absolutely... I kind of have a stressful job and uh, it's nice to, to get a break. I'm in healthcare. Um, so it's it's nice to get a little bit of a break. But I'm, I, I'm too active for this stuff. I'm too active. I need, to, I need to get out and go do stuff. But Colorado grounded me, so now I'm just at home. Bomber time. All right, let's get into Joe Stradamus. 
Um, basically, what I'm doing for this one, guys, uh, I'm giving you guys my offensive and defensive starters. I think that it's it's that's it. that's where we're at now in March, where there's no other sports going on. Is uh, we get to talk about pre-draft starter projections. This is not this is very outside of Rams showcase stuff that we're doing here, but it's got to be done. Okay, so quarterback is going to be Jared Goff. For a while, that's just that's just going to happen for quite some time now. Uh, your quarterback's Jared Goff. I don't know who's going to be backup. It could be uh, Blake Bortles. Could not be. Uh, I think that I think I don't want to put this out there yet, but I really do think that somebody like Cam Newton's going to be our backup. <laughs> we'll see what happens. I don't know. It may, it may not be Cam specifically, but it could be like Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco could absolutely be the Rams' backup this year. We'll see what happens. Uh, running back, I'm going to say Daryl Henderson, but I'm going to say also, but a lot of Brown. I think it's going to be a lot lot more committee than anything. Um, I don't think it's just going to be Daryl Henderson or just Malcolm Brown. I think it's going to be both of them. Uh, I would like to see Kelly back, but also this draft class has some sick running backs that I would love to see wearing horns for sure. Wide receiver, I'm going to go ahead and say uh, I, I think that Brandon Cooks is out of the fold at some point. And I'm going to say that Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, and Josh Reynolds are your starting three. Uh, this That's not me saying that I want Brandon Cooks to leave, because I don't. Uh, Brandon Cooks, it's unfortunate. His injury history, his concussion history more specifically, I'm not going to beat around that. Uh, his concussion history is absolutely concerning. And if the Rams can get, out, get an out um, before that becomes an actual issue, I think that they should take it. Um, but I think Reynolds is ready. Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, we know we're ready. Uh, we're they're they're good to go. Um, but I think that we could see like a draft day trade of Brandon Cooks, not necessarily a lead up, but a draft day, an actual genuine draft day trade of uh, Brandon Cooks. Tight end, we're gonna see a lot of Higby and a lot of Everett again. We don't need to save the space. Uh, it, that's a decision that we can make after this season. So I think that we see them both again. Left tackle, Andrew Whitworth. No question there. Uh, no boom at left guard. Center, I'm going to say that Austin Blythe gets the start, not Allen. At right guard, Edwards. Got to go to Edwards. And right tackle, Evans. So uh, a little bit of a shakeup. Uh, we have some two two of the second-year guys, Edwards and Evans, on the right side. Uh, no boom, obviously, uh, who I do think is eventually just going to shift over to that left tackle spot once Witt leaves. But I think Blythe is a better center than Allen. Simply put, I think Blythe is a better center than Allen, and Blythe is a better center than Blythe is a guard. So I don't think that he should play guard, because I think that if we're going to utilize him the best way that we can, we put him at center. On the defensive side of the football, defensive line uh, actually looks pretty sick. You know, Michael Brockers, Ashawn Robinson, and Aaron Donald. Really strong offensive line, but heavy rotation. I think that we still see a pretty decent rotation with guys like uh, Sebastian Joseph Day. Morgan Fox gets in on there on the D-line. Uh, he can, he's pretty versatile because he can actually get his hand in the dirt and play some uh, some actual D-line. He can also play some edge rusher. Morgan Fox, he is actually he might be where I am right now, actually. I should reach out. <laughs> Morgan Fox, his family lives in Fountain, Colorado, which is where I live. Maybe I should reach out see what he's doing. See if he wants to play some video games or something. Some quarantine Madden. Uh, I don't even know if we're allowed to do that. The cops don't know. I guess it's okay. Outside linebacker. We got Leonard Floyd coming in. I, I don't think you sign a Leonard Floyd and then he doesn't start. Uh, and then I'm going to say that the other starter, the other starter with Clay Matthews leaving, 
Obanaya Okoronkwo. I'm going to say that he gets the start. But I think that uh, guys like Abelcom, who has started a full season before in 2018, and then uh, guys like Howard, I think that there's a decent rotation opportunity there. But I think Floyd and Oboe and Abelcom, really, I think those are like really the top three. Um, I think we'll see rotation with those guys. Inside linebacker. This is a... This, one, this one's going to be very different. I would love to put Mike, uh, Mark Barron, my dude Mark Barron, I would love to put him in uh, this list. But unfortunately, unfortunately, I'm going to predict that he doesn't come to the Rams, and that makes me a little bit sad, but it's okay. Uh, I'm going to say the two starting linebackers, inside linebackers for the LA Rams in 2020, Micah Kaiser and Troy Reeder. I do think we could see a rookie rotation in there as well, but uh, obviously I don't have those names yet. We haven't drafted them yet, so we'll have to wait and see. But I, I think that, that that is a position that the Rams will target via the draft, as well as offensive line depth. I don't know if the Rams necessarily need any offensive line starters. But, you know, I think uh, uh, Reader impressed me. I'll be real. Reader absolutely impressed me last year. Micah Kaiser, team is very high on, on Micah. So for that reason as well, I kind of think that... Uh, that Kaiser gets the gets the nod, and he's healthy now. He's going to be good to go. So that's going to be fun to watch. Uh, cornerbacks, obviously your number one, your CB one is going to be Jalen Ramsey. Uh, that's obvious. Uh, but then we also got uh, Troy Hill. Troy Hill is going to be a starter. Uh, I'm very confident in saying that. Uh, I, I think that Troy Hill is Troy Hill's existence. I think is the reason that uh, Darius Slay is not a Ram, or that that wasn't necessarily pursued more. Uh, and then uh, David Long, David Long Jr. I think is going to be in that slot role. Uh, what's What's interesting, and I know I mentioned this question before as I was bashing everybody for hating the logo, is uh, you know, was there more behind letting NRC go? And I think that first of all, Staley who's only here because he's out of the Fangio tree, and Sean McVay made it abundantly clear that Fangio's defense was the most difficult to go against, so he wanted somebody out of it. Uh, uh, Staley and that Fangio, they, they like versatility. NRC was not very versatile. NRC was an inside linebacker, or uh, inside corner. He was a slot corner. Slot god is what they called him, which I haven't called him that since uh, Edelman absolutely ripped him to shreds in the Super Bowl. Can't can't call somebody slot god when you get ripped up like that, bro. Absolutely torched in that game. Uh, but I think Long, uh, we haven't necessarily seen him a lot, which is unfortunate. But I think that Long is going to be, I think he's going to be slipping into that uh, nickel slot. Uh, Hill can absolutely play outside. Hill Hill's played well. I don't I don't see why there's any hate for Hill if there even is still hate for Hill. Uh, it's completely unwarranted. He's been playing fine this entire time. So, uh, And then your safeties. Taylor Rapp and John Johnson. That's an easy one. There's no question about that one. Uh, it's it's going to be a little bit interesting to see how they kind of deploy their safeties and if there's a third that kind of bounces around in there. And that's actually why I bring up Mark Barron again is because he kind of played that role that Rapp played last year. But now that Rapp is going to be a starter, he's going to be in that, real, that, that Eric Weddle position, uh, I think that the Rams could be looking for that but at the same time new defensive coordinator we don't know if uh if staley even cares about that position that little freelance guy i want taylor rapp's nickname to be freestyle and nobody cares enough but me 
<laughs> I desperate. I want it so bad, guys. I think a free safety with the name Rap. His name's not Freestyle. I think we. I think we messed up. But I'm gonna try. I'm just gonna keep calling him Freestyle. Okay. From here on out, that's who he is. He's Freestyle. And I don't care what you guys have to say about it. Your opinions are irrelevant now. Irrelevant now. That is it, though. That that does it for uh, Joe Stradamus. And uh, that's gonna do it for me. Make sure you you guys follow Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media. I scrolled here this entire time. Make sure you guys are checking it out. At Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can follow me as well at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. A very common problem that I'm seeing. Sheriff has two Fs. Dose Fs. And uh, that's a very common problem that I'm seeing. Very common. Sheriff has two Fs. One R, two Fs. All right. Make sure you guys follow me at Ram Showcase. Or, yeah, at Ram Showcase. At Sheriff Joe Bags. Just about everywhere. And make sure you guys subscribe to the Ram Showcase YouTube channel. But you guys will get information on that here in a second. For you YouTube uh, watchers, at least. That is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio. For those of you that aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you that are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you guys have a great night. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.